You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75, two time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, and somebody whose football teams can't seem to buy a damn win. The one and only Tony Casillas, TC. What up? Well, I know one thing. Yeah, either one of them, OU or Dallas's defense, doesn't know what the D in defense means. But I went and watched that game again. That's my second game. I went to the home opener. Uh, and actually left before the game was over, which I thought at that time I was superstitious, so maybe I shouldn't have been there yesterday because they played so bad. But it was like, you know, RJ, this is Halloween, right? Halloween's coming up the end of this month. Yeah. That was like like watching a horror movie yesterday. That's the only way I can describe it. It was just so pathetic. Um, I kind of want to fast forward here because we could could spend time talking about the – you know, the nitty gritty, right? Like we could, it was 49, 38. I mean, everybody knows the score. Everybody knows it was bad. I want to jump to this point. I I don't put a lot personally into cliches, right? There's a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of former players on different shows and say things like, you know, you got to win in the trenches and things like that. And those are all valid points, but but people want to hear more substance, right? And so for somebody that's been there, Tony, somebody who played on the defensive side of the ball, you guys had the number one defense in the NFL in 1992, didn't get the respect you deserved, and you beat the crap out of the Philadelphia Eagles to prove it first game of the playoffs. Um, I, I, I would imagine, again, I've never been there myself, that there's a level of pride, right? Like there's a level of self-pride you have in your performance, and there's a level of, of tenacity. And this is football, after all. Um, T- tell me that this is not just a soft group of people, because that, that's the word Demarcus Lawrence used. He he called them soft, and a lot of people are having a hard time disagreeing. And he also took offense to his play and telling everyone to F off and you know don't get caught up in all the stats. And, I, you know, I want to address that real quick, because I, 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 I got to know D-Law about three years ago, four years ago, and, and I have respect this journey and everything and had to fight, overcome a lot of adversity. But the thing, and when you make a point like that and you get so defensive, and yes, you are soft. And to me, to be able to just to, to buy that admission, mm-hmm. it's really, really how a mess this whole defense, what it's in right now. Because for someone to come out and say soft, now, but to the point about if you're going to be paid like a superstar, you're going to get criticized because people expect above average results, correct? But if right. you want to be just a guy, some pedestrian guy that you pay the minimum, then, you know, maybe that's your better role. But you got to be able to handle the criticism that comes along with that. Now, to your point, soft. I saw that game yesterday, RJ. And We're recording Ryan, this on, on Monday, by the way. Just so Yeah, I apologize. I, yeah, well, this is Monday, so for tomorrow's show. <laughs> After I saw, well, 
two days ago. And I hopefully I won't be talking about this on Friday because, you know, we want to use the cliche. It's a 24 hour rule. We got to forget about that. They should have forgot that when the last second ticked off the clock yesterday. But to the point about being soft, I watch a game. One, no leadership whatsoever. Two, the energy, no energy whatsoever. Maybe that comes with along with just, uh, you know, everything that I you know, that you you know, the, the energy and then, you know, just being um, just not in tune. And then three, the, the, the thing that really just was what really just hurt my soul was the last play when they ran in reverse. No, Everyone's no, standing around watching someone else make a play. And to me, this I would not want to be in that. First of all, I wouldn't want to watch that film. I think that people are like, oh, yeah, you got to watch it to see how bad you are. Well, you know how bad you are. So the point which you're talking about, being soft and everything, to me, that that stood out. I mean, there was no leadership. There was no energy and the lack of effort to wait for someone to make a ball. And and I said, and look, I haven't been a proponent of Earl Thomas, but a, a friend of mine that played in the National Football League sent me a, a text message named Eric Wilford, played for the Kansas City Chiefs, played for Nebraska. He said, you can't blame it on all the secondary. No. They need to go out and get – they're, those guys are young. I mean, they're young, and they're lining up against guys like Odell Beckham Jr. and you know uh, Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Landry. Right, so right. Up, okay, and they're, they're, their head is swimming, but they don't have any leadership in back. And so I said, okay, maybe you need to go out and get Earl Thomas, someone that, regardless, maybe he calls guys out, but someone have, has the heart. But the leadership aspect, of it, to me, is the thing. It's just very perplexing. And I don't know about this Mike Nolan scheme. I don't know if it's a scheme, and you know. D-Law comes out, blames it on scheme. I mean, that's that's BS, dude. You cannot coach whatever what we saw yesterday, your performance. So it's not actually notes. Right. I want to say a few things here. One, and I think you'll agree with this, it should be said this is a new staff that has come together in the middle of a pandemic. You know, that that's a that's a very relevant thing but that is something the entire nfl is dealing with this is a staff that has seen almost think think about the when we talked about projected starters back in early august okay i mean almost half of the starting cowboys defense is gone right now cheeto's gone anthony brown's gone leighton vanderish is gone and joe mccoy was anticipated to be a starter so i mean you know if you want to count him fine and my point is they're missing a lot of talent and a lot of bodies that's fair and that's a valid data point. Now, moving past that, though, there's no reason. Like, if you get beat, you get beat. You know what I mean? Like, nobody, nobody's saying that you're going to go 16-0 and or whatever. And it's one thing to get beat. It's another thing to just get, I mean, roundhouse. This, this was, I don't even know what to call it. This, this was embarrassing. So, like I said, we're recording this Monday afternoon, uh, you and I, Tony. We normally record Tuesday mornings, but we, we had to adjust the schedule. And right before we started recording, I saw a video, and it's going around Twitter right now. Uh, from Daniel Jeremiah, who does work for NFL Network, is their draft analyst and everything. Everybody knows DJ. And he talked about Jalen Smith also came out and blamed the scheme. And my first thing here is Jalen D-Law blaming the scheme. I think what people want to see, because Tony, when, when you talk to other Cowboys fans, they say, well, what do you want them to say? I think the, I think it would help to see some accountability, right? To, to say some, look, we're not doing our job. Not this, it's the scheme's fault. No, 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 because it was the scheme's fault last year, and now it's a new scheme. You know what I mean? Like, at what point does it become that the Cowboys don't have the talent to do it? I mean, J- Jalen, 
you're, you're bringing a great point up in, in DeMarcus Lawrence. He's got $100 million. I mean, everybody expects him to certainly be the guy, the alpha, the war daddy. But Jalen is I, – I tell you what, Tony. He's another I don't know, guy. He's, he's, yeah, a, he's you, another dude that's a fat cat. You mentioned leadership. And I vividly remember when Jalen Smith had his press conference after he signed his deal with the Cowboys last year, he literally said in there, he said, I'm a leader. And he said, one day I'm going to be a captain on the Dallas Cowboys. And I've, I mean, you tell me, I've never heard anybody who, you know, one of their goals, I mean, I, I don't mean it that way, but is to be a captain. You know, it's like, dude, there's a lot of other things you got to work on. You know, I think, you know what Jalen to me seems like? I don't think he cares as much about being a captain as much as he cares about the C looking cool on his chest. You know what I mean? Like Jalen is very clearly into his image. And right now, I mean, he's not playing anywhere near the level that he needs to to back all that up. Well, when you're having the success that he did and got the big contract, and and I understand you want to be respected by your teammates. And that's just a, you know, that's a validation of how important you are, your leadership and what you are as a player. I mean, that's the highest respect you can get from your teammates. I understand that. But his play, and we talked about this last year, last week on our show, he is a manic type of player right now. And I don't really like to use that term, but I'm trying to think the way he plays. He's so manic where, I don't know, he's seeing he's seeing ghosts that aren't there. He's seeing things that aren't there, and he's just running everywhere. And and. And he doesn't have the the speed to adjust. If he's wrong, he's guessing, and he's just 100% and, and, in that direction. And if that's the scheme, because he's having to think too much and because he can't just go and then and react and play. Now, look, here's the problem. This is the fourth game of the season, right, going on the fifth right. week. And they're already starting to implode. They're already starting to call the coaches out because it's a scheme. Right. Because they got their, they've gotten their ass tore up the last four weeks. I mean, this team should be zero and four. Sure. If you want to, I'm not sugarcoating that. Think about it. I mean, this is a team that has given up the most points in the National Football League. Yesterday, I saw the stat, which I'm just thinking is a defensive player. They're averaging eight yards per carry. Think about that. Eight (laughs) yards per carry, RJ. And you're having to go out there and defend. And so I, again, when I watched that, the play, which, I mean, was ridiculous the fact that they had a chance we're still in the game at the very right. end, had a realistic shot. All they had to do and, – and I find myself just like, okay, can we at least just get one stop? One. And I remember I was at the game and I'm thinking – I was applauding because they actually got a stop. And I'm, I'm like, okay, well, maybe they can get some momentum at that point. I think it was like the – maybe the third or fourth quarter. I don't know. It was very few. And then the last play with this reverse with Odell Beckham, Alden Smith – I mean, he did a good job. He got upfield. He should have had. He probably well, should have had a wider angle, but he still got Odell Beckham to run. Yeah, he he pushed Odell he out got, wide. That's he, all he, he could do. Horizontal, at least right. you know, retrack his his route. That way, give the guys a, the pursuit. Now, think about that pursuit. Mm-hmm. The first thing that they teach you in football and youth foot, you pop Warner football is pursuit. Swarm the damn ball. Alden Smith gave him enough time where whoever was trailing. I saw Tristan Hill. I think uh, I'm trying to think. Joe, who else. Joe Thomas, Jalen Smith. I mean, half the defense. Joe yeah. Thomas. I mean, the angle. I mean, what was he doing? He was like running out of bounds. I'm like, dude, the the ball carrier's right there. What are you doing? And there's just guys in that play right there, just to solidify just the whole demeanor of their defense. It's it, it is amazing and it's poetic that you're you're right. So at that point, 
the Cowboys had scored 24 points in the fourth quarter. The offense had literally scored three touchdowns and had three successful two-point conversions. And so so now it's like defense. Just you got to do one thing. Just just one thing. And and not only do they not do the one thing, they just I mean collapse all over themselves and not only do they collapse all over themselves because we're just picking on the defense dude this special teams is so bad because i mean the very next play they block the extra point after being off sides and then jalen smith and i again i know he's your boy you've told this story a million times he had his own leon let moment where he i mean these are these are like you mentioned pop warner like these are fundamental basic things that that Jalen Smith is really bad at. I mean, dude, think about this. The Cowboys blocked an extra point and the Browns got two points out of it. I know. That that could that's impossible. That should be injustice right there, but you make just really just bonehead decisions. And what was his thought process? Jalen, you're going to pick the ball up and you're going to run it 98 yards? (laughs) I mean, really? I mean, what do you – and that comes back to my manic is decision-maker. Watching play, I mean, look, and, and, and you know, he, he is so amped up like he's going every which direction except the right direction. Right. And I, the defense, I mean, we can start, and you're the special teams, my gosh. Um, uh, so Tony I, Pollard, I, wanna, I don't know I wanna, what happened to him. Pollard, I, I mean, wanna, some, some of the I'm going to cut you off here. So, so Tony Pollard, Tony. You cut me off because I'm ranting today, brother. You may not get a word in. <laughs> This well, is like so, the this is like the debate. This is Trump versus oh, Biden, dude. I mean, it's it's been a it's been a long seven days to say the least. Um, but so oh, prayers to our president. I don't care if you're right or left, man. I hope he hope he gets healthy. Um, so Tony Pollard has returned six kickoffs this season that have landed in the end zone. And so when the ball lands in the end zone, you have two choices, right? Your choice number one. Take a touchback. And this isn't like when you were playing, Tony, where the ball comes out to the 20-yard line. They gave him five more yards. Yeah. All right, you get you get 25 free yards if you take a right. touchback. That's option number one. Option <laughs> number two is to try to return it. That has happened to him six times this year. And on five of the occasions, he has chosen to bring them out. And all – excuse me, of, of the six times he has chosen to bring them out, excuse me, Five of them have been worse starting field position than if he had just taken sure. a touchback. And th- these these are little things, right? Like you're talking about starting on the 23-yard line as opposed to the 25-yard line. But it's it's about something bigger than that, right? It, it's about that decision and not understanding that. I just – I don't understand what the problem is here. Tony, so the Cowboys have had 49 possessions this season. They have started on the plus side of the 50-yard line once – one it's, time. There are so many uh, statistics that are just mind-boggling. Excuse me, mind-boggling. It's just it's ridiculous that you know whether it's making mental errors or just what the decision making you're making. Uh, having guys out there is a liability. Now I think and, and look, even Jalen Smith. I don't know. Maybe they they need to make some changes this week. I mean, this is this is a turning point in their season right here because. And I hate to say this, but Jason Garrett, he never started one and three. That's so, true. And, he, so, and he's coming to town this week. Yeah, it, it, but the point is, and, and look, I at this point, whoever they have on that field right now, there is no one making plays. No one. I, defensively, Tristan Hill, I think that that dude yesterday, I mean, I he 
he showed some damn effort if he would have got some supporting some support from the other cast. But collectively on defense, I don't know whoever they have at the other linebacker position. I mean, I don't have the roster in front of me. I mean, I lost track. I don't care who it is. They need to set Jalen Smith down because he is not. He is more of a, a liability. Yeah. And, and I, look, if you're going to make you're going to make bad decisions, and bad plays, and maybe you need to sit down and think about it. And then, so, I, I just so I don't I don't know. You've been there. Can can you tell as a group? When when a when a starter let's like let's use Jalen as this example, you're you're you know Tony Casillas is one of the starting defensive tackles. Do you all know like man this dude is this dude ain't it? You know what I mean? Like like is that or or is everybody thinking no nah, that's our guy that's our guy? I mean may, maybe it's something everybody thinks on their own, but I mean the point is I mean I don't think there's a soul that disagrees with you. That, I, I, that, I'm, I'm, hey RJ, I'm looking around. I'm thinking hey if I'm looking at each other. And I've just given up 300 over 300 yards rushing. I mean, I'm thinking, do I belong out here? And yeah, that's a good point. And here's and the thing also too, to your point of being a captain, the guy's like, oh yeah, let's go, guys, raw, raw, raw. You know that guy that's raw, raw, and trying to you know be the, the the dude out there and have all this energy. If you're not making any plays, you lose a lot of respect. And then it's like, okay, just shut the hell up, man. What go make plays. And every, I, I, you know, I watched yesterday because I was trying to isolate. And it's, it's hard when you're at the game live. But I watched the second level. And not every time are you going to get a clean – you're going to be able to flow as a linebacker and move laterally. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the body gets on Jalen, he's done. I mean, no. unless, he had, unless he's free. And that's not going to happen. Okay, he's either got to go – you know, he's got to undercut it or go behind it just a little bit and just watch the guy in front of him. But he – to me – his instincts are so off right now at that position. No, and I, I think it's, your instincts are off. I mean, my gosh, you lose all your confidence. I think it's so. As an example, you know how sometimes when when a game when a team has the ball right and they're up by like four points or whatever, and they get a first down, you know, and with the last couple like a last minute left, and the other team doesn't have a timeout, and they take a knee, and everybody's like, "Oh, what a smart football play!" You know, like. This 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 player is aware of the clock and aware of the timeouts, right? Like the, these aren't the you know the biggest things in the world, but they are they are important when they happen. And so I want to go back to the blocked extra point thing because that that's an example of Jalen's lack of awareness that that obviously translates over to defense. To your point, I I understand that in the moment Jalen's thinking, let me pick this ball up, you know, right? Like let, let me, <laughs> I I will just always avoid looking it. for that moment, but that was yeah. a realistic moment, Jalen. And th- and that's that's the point here, right? Is that, you know, J- Jalen like football awareness would tell you that as much as I want to return this because we need the points, there is just no way that's happening. And there it's possible that I could make this worse and actually make it worse for us because the Browns could score. And that's something that Jalen Smith didn't have in that particular moment. And sure enough, it blew up in his face. I, I know that you're agreeing that it's not just Jalen. Where is Demarcus Lawrence? Where is Everson Griffin? I mean, uh, the, the best 
defensive lineman on the Cowboys is a dude who wasn't playing football for the last five years. The second best defensive lineman on their team is a defensive tackle who the whole you know fan base wanted off the team after his rookie year last year. The best linebacker, I don't even know who the best linebacker on the team is anymore. He might be an undrafted free agent in, in Francis Bernard. The best secondary player is a second round rookie in Trayvon Diggs. And Trayvon's having his, you know, his rookie struggles. I think we're all willing to, to give him a pass because he's a rookie and stuff. But, dude, I mean, let, let me put it to you this way, Tony, and I've been, I've been equating it this way in a, with a lot of people lately. If, you, if your son said, Dad, I want a jersey. I want, I want a Cowboys jersey for my birthday, for Christmas, whatever. I've already, I've already got enough of, of yours that say Casillas on it. I don't, I don't need another 7'5", Casillas, whatever. He said, I want a jersey. And you went to the store and they said, oh, Mr. Casillas, we only have defensive players available. <laughs> who would you buy? I mean, like, honestly, who, who would you buy? I don't know. I may have to buy it from the throwback from someone that played before them. I, that would be that's a great question. I, there's Sean Lee. I mean, he's not even on the team. And I mean, I, I Leighton Van. He's, I mean, it's a no. And that's I, crazy, it, though. It is. Be, and, and, and look, I mean, they deserve it. I mean, they deserve to get hammered by all the criticism. And and I know. I mean, I've been. Unfortunately, we weren't that bad when I was with the Cowboys. But I've been on teams or. In, you know, the expectation wasn't we're supposed to be really good or, you know, we weren't the franchise of the Cowboys. And, you know, we're playing a team that we know they're going to run the damn ball. That's a problem with this, too. You know that they're going to line up and they're freaking going to hand the ball off to Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb, right? And they just do it at will. And the play action pass, I mean, my gosh. I mean, Baker Mayfield, man, I have a lot of respect for him, but – you know, I, I, it felt like he threw for 300 yards. He only threw for 164. Yeah. And it just seemed to me, but every play, every play, every route was open. Uh, the play action was a joke. Guys felt like – it looked like they didn't game plan the whole week. They, they haven't watched any film. I'm like, what are you watching? You know what's a play action. You know you can't just come up and out of coverage, right? Mm-hmm. And, look, the back end, you know, I bored Darius – I mean, look, that guy too. He is struggling at the at the safety position. Yeah, Darius. Clinton Dix. I'm thinking, was was he that bad? Because what we're seeing out there now, and maybe that comes down to the leadership. To the point about the leadership, you got all these guys. You got these rookies out there, and they're just their head is swimming, man, and they're not getting any support from the guys up front. I noticed this yesterday, real quick, and I'll let you. I'll get you. You'll have a chance to speak. All right. <laughs> I know. What, yesterday, this is when this was, our therapy session, by the yeah, way. Yeah. So when, when there when there was just a tad, a tad of pressure on old Baker Mayfield, did you notice a difference in the timing? Just yeah. just a tad, just a tad. Yeah. Just a just a uh, just a blow of wind. Yeah. Yeah. And in 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 the tight end, it's it just it was like pitch and catch. It was like okay, RJ, let's go in the backyard and you just go out for a couple of routes, and I'll throw you I'll throw you a couple of you know, crossing routes, or I'll throw you a fade, or whatever you want to run, because it's going to be open, son. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. 
you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Um, so you said something that I kind of disagree with, just a little bit. Um, you talked about how, you know, the the Browns have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and, and running the ball, running it well. I can, I can at least... My, my brain can understand – I'll put it – so you, you've talked about the Barry Sanders play before, right? Like where, you know, it's Barry Sanders, right? I, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like on some level you, you tell yourself, well, dude, it was Barry Sanders. I mean, what was I supposed to do? You know, like he's the most elusive player to ever play in the NFL, right? Like he, he makes a lot of guys spin and stuff. And so, like, if, if, if that happened to me, it would make sense, right? But if that happened to me against Tony Pollard, I'm, I feel a lot differently than I do against Barry Sanders is my point. And not to, you know, poo-poo the Browns running backs, but Nick Chubb got hurt. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not like Nick That's Chubb. Right. He got he got hurt. What the the second half or the yeah first half? It, it's first not half. like it's you know if if we were sitting here talking about the Browns having three hundred yards on the ground and Nick Chubb had just gone off for two hundred or whatever. Okay, it still sucks, but all right. I mean, one of the best runners in the NFL went off on you. That makes sense. That's well, what not, do you disagree with about that? I'd say, I, I, and just I just I just it it makes it worse for me. You know what I mean? It makes it worse because it's not like this amazing running back beat you. You just got gashed on the ground by these dudes. I mean, Dearness Johnson is a guy that nobody ever heard of, and he just had his way with this Cowboys defense. I mean, that had 73 yards on the ground. Well, the thing also is the way they set the edges. There was no outside leverage whatsoever. I mean, every time they run a run that that ISO play and run, you know, downhill, I mean, every time you could see it. You could see it coming. I mean, eight yards per carry. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah, it, I'm sure, it, you know, it hurts that these guys, but, it, you know, those guys are pretty good. I mean, they're good runners. I mean, Nick – Oh, was sure. A, I mean, they're in the NFL, yeah, all day. Yeah, I mean, those guys are good, but the fact that they ran – you know what your goal is the week – you know, you have goals the week before the game. You sure. just put goals up on, on the board. And your goals for yards per carry is about 3.2, okay? Yeah, that, that that, um, yeah totally. Yeah, and, and, and you – I mean, that <laughs> that was exploded off the charts. You're giving up three times that. Do you and realize – Think about it. It's like you're – it's second and two. Think about how many do – the, do the math on that. If they average eight yards per carry, it's second and two. How in the hell are you going to win a freaking game? How in the hell are you going to get off the field? The, the goal, like one of one of the sort of goals from an analytical perspective is to gain 40% of the yards to gain on first down. You pick up four yards. Like yeah. if, if you're picking up four yards of play, you're you're doing you're doing and some granted, good. Granted, that one play that uh, Odell Beckham ran, that was what, 55 yards. So that yeah, adds. That yeah. inflates it totally. Yeah. But but still. So, Tony, the Browns had the Browns had 307 yards rushing against the Cowboys in one game in all four games combined. Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard have 305 yards. They have two less between the two of them 
in four whole games than the Browns did in one game against the Cowboys. And yeah. I, I well, think people- and now let's go over to let's go over to the, the problem with the, the offense, the way they, you know, the game was tied 14-14. And then all of a sudden they put the ball on the ground. Uh, Dak, he fumbles the ball. I mean, to me, I think maybe he should have felt the pressure knowing that someone made a comment about knowing that they, you know, he's got a young guy on, the, on his, his, you know, protecting his blind side. But regardless, there's a there's a turnover. Sure. Dak can I turn the ball over. Totally. Browns take it down and score. You know, it's 21-14, right? Then mm-hmm. Zeke puts it on the ground. Freaking defense gives up another touchdown. All of a sudden, it's, by the blink of an eye, it's 28-14. I agree, and, and that's what the Cowboys do off off touchdowns, off off uh, turnovers by the other team, or by Dallas. They have given up thirty one points. That's a high another stat in the National Football League. The the, the the Cowboys lead, and it's not something to brag about. It's really really poor. I think that so you mentioned it, but the Cowboys chose to start Terrence Steele at right tackle instead of Brandon Knight, even though Brandon Knight had been the better tackle of the two of them, filling in for Tyron Smith, but Terrence still had played on the right side. And so they chose to go with Terrence because of the continuity, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I, I that Dak has to – it ultimately comes down to Dak. I agree. However, what did you think was going to happen? I mean, pu- putting an undrafted free agent rookie against Miles Garrett. You know what I mean? Like, he, he was going to lose. You know, like, that, that was inevitable. And what sucks – and this is where I put the blame on McCarthy – is what sucks is a lot of people are saying Terrence Steele is trash, Terrence Steele sucks. No way. I mean, Terrence Steele's an undrafted free agent rookie, and he's being told to guard what might be the defensive player of the year. You know, and, and the Cowboys are the people that set him up for that. And they set him up for that failure. And so while I don't I agree with you, it's not the scheme on defense. There are decisions being made that are hurting the team, something like starting Terrence Steele at right tackle, because Miles Garrett was going to beat him all day long. Yeah, I mean it's it's not just the players; it's everyone. It's it's the coaches. It's it's uh, you know, it's everybody that, that's out on the field. And Mike McCarthy, I mean, and you know, you look at uh, Mike Nolan, his offense, and uh, or excuse me, this defense was supposed to be a lot, uh, you know, disguising a lot more and doing a lot of different things. And uh, so there's a lot of blame to go everywhere. Special teams has been horrific. Uh, it, it hasn't been something that they wanted to improve in. Uh, it's, you know, everything across the board. But I, I just, you know, offensively, look, I mean, people are talking about, well, Dak could have thrown like four or five interceptions. But, hell, when you got to throw it 60 times, you know, yeah. you're gonna, your risk, you're, you're going to have more risk. I mean, it is what it is. You shouldn't even have to be in a position to have to throw it 60 times. Hey, if you would, someone would have told you before the season started, I mean, look, we, didn't, we can't look in the COVID crystal ball. If someone would have told you that Dak Prescott was going to average, seems like over 50 attempts a game, what would you have said? Would you have bet? Would you take in that bet that no, he, you take the under on that? I would have said if that was true, they would be 0 and 4. Because yeah, that's and, not- and the, the, you know, they have to score points. I mean, it's just, I mean, they're never ever in a position, in, in by whether it's penalties, whether it's toner turnovers, whatever. You check every adverse box on the on the sheet and they're they're doing it they're imploding and just making it very self-inflicting for themselves and um i don't know i mean i i i i'm sure they were i wish they were probably they're probably praying that maybe uh you know they had a bye week 
where they could reassess themselves or do something? You look at it, and I think – so pe- people focus on the interceptions from Dak, right, or the fumbles or whatever, the turnovers in general. And the problem is that, that this offense is being forced to be perfect. And if they're not perfect, then they don't have a shot. You know what I mean? And and it feels like a lot of people are, are just fine with the fact that the defense is doing nothing. I mean, again, I mentioned it. They scored 24 points unanswered in the fourth quarter, and those were drives that were starting on their own 20, their own 25. You know what I mean? They're going the length of the field, and their defense can't give them a short field. Their special teams can't either pin the Browns back on a punt or re- return an awesome punt themselves. There's just nothing. And, I, I mean, I don't know what that locker room is like. I, I have to imagine – if I was Jalen Smith, I would feel very uncomfortable standing next to Dak Prescott. You know, I, I would, I would feel like, man, dude, I, I'm, I'm letting you down. I mean, it, it would be like when you, when you're in a group and somebody does all the work, and you know, you're like, oh, we got an A. No, we didn't get an A. You got an A. I didn't do any of the work. You did everything. Well, and and that's the part about this this game and how you have to stay together, band of brothers through tough times, and obviously this is the toughest times those guys have been through. Uh, in a long time, and 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 I, I, you can make a lot of excuses. I mean, everyone has them. I mean, there's everyone. You know, look at the Houston Texans and look at you know all the Texas teams. I mean, they're playing really really bad football. But the problem is, is that or not the problem is that you can't afford to just all of a sudden you know there's a you know there's this dissension in the locker room. Mm-hmm. If, if anyone has any pride, now look, I saw the the Marcus. I saw the guys on the sideline. I saw their faces. It's like we just getting our asses kicked and all over the place and we're liking it. They're making us like it. And, and look, and, and I've been there, but look, the problem is, is there's some things. Is it, is it talent? I mean, yeah, I don't, it is. I, okay. All right. Is it, is it the fact that they're the scheme? Are they out of position? Is it heart? Is it hustle? Now you're going to, you may not be the best team. You may not have the best players, but look at the National Football League. And I started thinking about this. Before the season started, and if someone had you, if you picked one player on the defense, would you, and you had the choice between the Miles Garrett or Demarcus Lawrence, who would you pick? Miles Garrett, even, even before this before game. Okay. Miles Garrett, without question. Well, how about two years ago? Who would you pick? I mean, so so now you're getting complicated because now I well, think because well, like yeah, what yeah. contract do you want? But yeah. two years ago, Demarcus Lawrence. Sure. Okay. The point is, is that when you look across the other side and you look at the players they have, I mean, there, there's you know, there's a lot. There's the difference is there's a fine line between you know talent, and I think Dallas right now if they are in this mode where they have no confidence. Their confidence is is gone right now and so what do you do to to regain that and that's going to take a lot of work from these guys whether it's watching more film whether it's studying whether it's after practice working on technique having more pride in it because it's something they can redirect and pivot on this secondary look i don't know what their secondary their secondary is horrible i mean I, i'm sorry but they don't they got a bunch of young dudes they're learning uh, trayvon Diggs is gonna i, I think ultimately he's gonna be a nice player Right. But he's a rookie out, right now. Totally. Yeah, I mean, there's just a, there's no leadership. There's no leadership on that field. They're looking for someone like, okay, well, I need some. What are we gonna do? And you're like looking around each other. No one's, you know, how you look at someone and you're you're looking at them and they'll look away, like, you know, who did that? And you're like, they're looking around, like, it's not me. Um, so you know, I I think that that's the 
that's going to be the issue now is how they redirect and how they pivot to make the, the really just this thing is just sinking really fast. So I asked you the Jersey question a minute ago, like you had to get a Jersey, whatever. I'll ask it in a different way um, because you're talking about town, whatever. If, if, you know, let's say Tony Casillas, you're the GM of the Dallas Cowboys or recording and you're wearing a suit jacket. So you kind of look the part. Um, so let's just, and any team, pick a team, Detroit lions, Tennessee Titans, whoever calls you on the phone says, Tony, I want to, I want to make a trade. Let's talk, whatever. What defensive players are you at all? Just not at all willing to part with. There's not a single one. I mean, right. Like if, if you're like, forget the contracts. Like if you're just talking about the players and they say, can I have this player, this player, this player? I mean, who are you saying? Absolutely not to. Cause you're saying absolutely not to like Dak and Amari and, and Michael Gallup and CD lamb. But you're not saying absolutely not to any single defensive player. I was going to say, what kind of value do they have right now? You're not going to get much for them anyway. I think – That's another hypothetical question also. What, what are you going to get for them? Well, I mean, I'm not saying they need to make a trade. And, but and like, I, I, don't, I don't know if maybe you – know, Demarcus Lawrence gets a little – he gets defensive. He gets his feelings hurt. And, you know, look, that's – don't reach – don't read social media. Don't listen to talk shows. I mean, stay off. Just be go be a hermit and put your head in the sand because you're going to get the negativity. So I don't know if he's injured. He says he's been hurt since day one. I mean, if that's the case, then maybe they need to set him down because right now, look, he made some fine plays against the run, but yeah. he's a pass rusher. They need pass rush. I they think need someone to like get in the guy's face and help those freaking defensive backs right now that need they need help. I think um, so. Again, we're recording on Monday. So, but on Sunday night, the Miami Heat won in the NBA Finals, right? So, and there was all the stories about Jimmy Butler and how he had some trash talk to LeBron or whatever the case may be. I love that. Like, I I love a lot of Jimmy Butler. Like, I love the story about when he was uh, where was it in Minnesota where he just like schooled, you know, the the starters with the the third string and everything. And like, that is some alpha male stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like Jimmy Butler is an alpha male and you have none of that on this defense. You got nothing. You've got nothing. And a lot of people are saying, Tony, let's let's go get Earl Thomas. I hate to break it to you. Earl Thomas isn't fixing all this. And and what I will say, I I understand. I mean, I don't I don't know what it is, but I understand that there are apparently things with Earl Thomas that make him, you know, sort of radioactive for NFL teams. I get that. And so, okay, Cowboys, you don't want to go down that road. Fine. I understand. But there are a lot of other people that are better than what you're putting out there every week. And you can't tell me that you've got the guys you think are the best. You've got the best talent you can get because that's just not true. You just let the freaking Browns run for over 300 yards against you. And, and you're, you're letting one dude who you refuse to pay be the guy that carries your entire team. It's time for a lot of other people at the star to start carrying their end of the bargain, not just on defense, not just on special teams, but in the front office too. Yeah, I'm just emptying the deck. I'm like, okay, I'm emptying my cards. I'm playing my cards. If I need to send a message this week, if I'm Mike McCarthy and I'm, I'm Mike Nolan, and I'm and if it's not if it's a scheme, then it, guys are thinking too much. I mean that, that's an issue. But you you know they they started this scheme through the pandemic, virtual OTAs and everything, and everyone's saying, oh, this is going to be a greater. This is remember how they used to say last year they blamed it on Rod Marinelli and Chris yeah. Rashard, and, and Chris Rashard, yeah. Oh, we were too predictable. Everybody knew what we were doing. I'm like, well. You can't have your cake and eat it, dude. I mean, what is it? 
Don't blame your play on the freaking scheme, okay? That's what that is I, not the problem. When you watch the film today, you will get a different assertion of what happened there in that building on Sunday. I'm not. I'm not saying this would magically fix everything. I'm not. But as an example, I I am a Manchester United supporter, Tony. That's my my favorite soccer team. And, oh, and I kind of put. Well, and so so on on Sunday we got our ass kicked. I mean, like it, and it just set up for the Cowboys game in a wonderful way. They lost six to one. Okay, wow. and it was embarrassing. It was awful. It was terrible, etc. But nil and soccer. That's that is. It was six to one. Don't don't shortchange it. It was six to one. Nil. Um, but so after the, after the match was over and it was really embarrassing, yeah. all mo- most of the stars on, on United either took to Instagram or took to Twitter. And again, I'm not saying like, oh, everything's better because I'm still really pissed off as a fan, but they all took to Twitter, Instagram, whatever, and had it like kind of a, a photo and a statement and said, this is unacceptable. Our fans deserve better from us. We're so sorry. We're going to work on this. We're going to get together again. That is not going to fix everything. But in a very small way, it made me, as a Manchester United fan, say, you know what? These guys know that that performance was ass, and they need to do better. And I don't see that from the Cowboys. In fact, I see more finger-pointing from the Cowboys' defense, especially saying, it's the scheme, you know, it's the scheme we're in and everything. It's No, no, no. I'm not saying you have to go to Instagram and tell me that you had this look-in-the-mirror moment yourself, but you need to look in the mirror because it's not just the scheme, even if the scheme is the problem. What's part of the problem, a big part of the problem, is you guys and the way you're playing because there's a lot of data here that proves it's not just the scheme, it's not the coaching staff, it's the 11 dudes that are playing every week. Yeah, you had to have some accountability. I wouldn't have taken it to Instagram and, like, (laughs) Jalen Smith and I'm not saying they have to it's just just, you know just be quiet man just handle it the the less you say it's better I mean quiet you know quietness is 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 sometimes essential and you know I I think that when you look at it if you're soft if you got stereotyped that and that's the way you're playing then all of a sudden you're going to have to roll your sleeves up and all and it's going to be take it's going to take 11 guys I mean you know usually you have maybe in a in a you know sequence of plays, RJ, you know not everybody's someone's people are going to get blocked, but you know what? There's always someone that comes off a block because they're trying effort. And look, that's the thing you can't coach. Yeah, the schemes X's and O's. Look, if you're not, they don't have the right play call. I get it. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But when you watch what we watch, it doesn't take the freaking offense or defensive court defensive coordinator, anyone that's that knows uh, is educated about football to see what you saw yesterday. I mean, it's just, it's just very, very, just, it's a profound, uh, you know, <laughs> identity right now. I mean, I'm trying to think a profound identity right now is that you're soft and you better turn it around. You better pivot the season. You better, you know, take some, some tough pills because people are going to be doing the same thing until you stop it. Uh, well, the good news is they are running into Jason Garrett's offense this week. So, um, one of those things is, is going to give, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know which one it is at this point. Um, last thing, Tony, give me a prediction. Cowboys giants. Oh, well, actually don't give, me a, don't, don't give me a score prediction because we started our new show last week, the pregame. You had your prediction on there. We were oh, all God, wrong. Wait, I was uh, say, did anybody win that one? So, so <laughs> let me, let me rephrase the question. Give me how a prediction. If, how about if the Cowboys show up? Is that the defense? Or can, well, can that be a question? 
So well, my question is, give me a prediction for the week. Like, g- give me something you think is going to happen. Like, you know, we're going to hear about, you know, the Cowboys. Someone's going to get benched. I think someone's going to get benched this week. I don't know who that is, uh, but maybe in the linebacker position. But things are going to change. I mean, this is what – if you're Mike McCarthy, you got to say, look, I can't put up with this crap. Mm-hmm. I got to set the tone for sure. I'm going to send the message. So if you guys don't want to play, then I'm, you can go over and sit on the bench. But I think there's going to be a change in the lineup this week. Okay, I'll uh, I'll jump on with that. I I don't know if they have the stones to bench Jalen just just because of the contract and everything. But at the very least, I I agree with you. I think the 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 you know the starting lineup is a weird way to put it. But the first eleven dudes that run out against New York will be different than the first eleven that ran. I out. I don't think that that position. I mean, to interrupt you. I don't think the I I don't think the middle linebackers were is where is a natural position for him. I really don't think that's a, a, a natural position for him. And, and it shows. He is not he's, – He's not great in coverage. If he wants yeah. to put his hand on the ground and rush the passer, we can have a conversation. Yeah, but he, he – he, he, right now, he is a fish out of water at, at middle linebacker. Okay. Well, uh, I like the prediction. Again, you'll hear from Tony on the pregame later on this week. Uh, I have a feeling some people are going to pick the Giants to win, but we're still a few days away from that. So it is what it is. Tony, I know you're heading up to Norman. Travel safe. Enjoy. Maybe you can get them to win a game. Uh, it's These are some rough times right now. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. So you Texas week in this. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. I mean, you're talking about two teams, the way, I mean, oh, Texas lose the tag. And then Oklahoma, oh my gosh. I mean, it's just again, I guess defense is just is not it's not essential <laughs> in the pandemic. It's a non-essential <laughs> thing that we had we, we we don't need. We don't need a defense. You social distance on defense, Tony. That's the rule. Yeah. Uh Tony Casillas, always great to chat. Team. Uh, you'll hear from Tony on Saturday. Safe Thank travels you. to Norman. Uh, we'll talk to you all next week, everybody. This was the seven five oh. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash V-I-Y-A. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise Flagship Fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise Flagship Fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com Flagship. This is a paid advertisement.